What's up, everyone? I want to thank you for jumping on another episode of the High School and Beyond podcast. In this episode, just talking about the idea of leverage. If you look, leverage is all around us. And so it is a tool and it's something to be mindful about when it comes to the college planning process. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of people don't realize or they're told that when you're looking at colleges, only really think of one. Um, And so I talk about the fact that you've got to increase your chances because schools compete against each other. And the more you can have them compete against each other, the better off it is for you as a family and your student when it comes to the funding that's offered by the colleges. So it's just funny when you think about it that leverage is all around us. So we might as well use that concept to our advantage to pretty much have the schools compete against each other. I want to thank you for your time. Enjoy the podcast. And if you have any questions, I will have the email address that you can reach out to me and uh, just share any information, ask any questions. But again, thank you for your time. I will catch you guys later and enjoy the episode. What is up, everyone? I want to thank you for joining me again on another episode of High School and Beyond podcast. And when it comes to the planning process, a lot of individuals don't realize that if college is the route that your student wants to take, this planning process starts very early in the high school years. A lot of people don't realize that as a freshman, there are strategies that really is impacted if you wait till a later time to go and start planning for college. And so one of the things that, that is not fully understood is the idea of leverage. And so think about this. You go to a car dealership and you, t- uh, you tell that dealer, I want that red car over there. I don't want to see any other car and I don't care about any other car. And what does that do for you as the as the consumer when it comes to getting the best deal? If you think about it, the dealer already knows what you want. They know they're going to get whatever they want out of you because you are drawn on just the vehicle that you're looking at. And so the powerful thing to be mindful about is leverage is also available when it comes to college planning. How many of you that went through college or you have family members that attended college, how many of you looked at more than one college? Probably I will say maybe 75, 80% of individuals had their heart, their mindset on one college. And it could have been a factor that that was the alma mater that your family went to. And so you had this driving force behind it to say, you're going to go to that college because everybody and their mothers in the family has gone to that college. But the thing that you got to be mindful about is when you are filling out your FAFSA, it asks what colleges have you applied to? 
And so when colleges receive your FAFSA, they see the other colleges that they're competing against. And it is a competition because college is a business. And so the tagline for uh, college funding solutions is college is a, is a business, but it's our business. And so it comes into play of helping students and families make the most informed decision when it comes to looking at colleges, planning, uh, planning colleges. But I also caveat that that college isn't for everyone. And so it's one of those things that we really have to get that mindset changed. And I've heard a story, and this was a very hard story to listen to. There were a mother and father, and their son wanted to go and become an HVAC tech or an electrician. The mother and the father were a doctor and a lawyer, and they had expressed to their kid that you won't have a great life because of X, Y, Z. And so it's one of those things that as parents, you can't live vicariously through your kid. Your life is your life. Your kid's life is their life. And so you've got to allow your kid to experience life. You may not agree with the choices. You may not agree with the career aspect that they are really driven to get into, but you've got to support your kid because at the end of the day, do you want your kid being 35 years old, doesn't have a job, and they have to move back in with you, which isn't a bad thing. But this is the thing. A lot of times parents want to live vicariously through their kids, tell them this is what's going to happen. You're not looking at any other thing. And so think about that situation with the mom and the dad being a doctor and lawyer, telling their kid you won't have a good life. Now think about that story that is resonating with the students. You have a lot of kids that are stressing out because they want to make their parents happy. And so this kind of goes in regards to a saying that I really disagree with. Some people don't, which is okay. More power to you, love you where you're at. Um, but the saying is happy wife, happy life. And so I, I was joking with myself thinking about it. I was like, happy parents, happy house. <laughs> Uh, not necessarily, because if you think about it, if your kid's stressing and they assume or believe that they aren't going to make you happy as a parent because you're trying to live vicariously through your kid and they don't understand that maybe that's the way you show love, but it impacts them. And so when it comes to the leverage of colleges, using leverage on your side when it comes to looking at colleges, we suggest that students look at six to seven schools. And that's our suggestion. I've got some students that I've heard that will look at 11, 12 schools. The thing that we have to be mindful about is the more options you have, that could really stress the student out, the family out with so many offers. Because when you start receiving the offer letters, they're all gonna look different. One's going to say, this is the full amount of tuition. This is what's covered. Others will say, here's the breakdown. The thing with the offer letters is there is no regulation on how the offers, offer letters are given by the different schools. And so it's one of those things that you just don't know. One school is going to say this thing. Another school is going to say this thing. And this is the thing, too, is you can't compare an offer from Duke 
to that of Colorado College, CC. You can't compare these offers because they're two different schools when it comes to the percentage of need met, the percentage of uh, gift aid, the free money from the school. Those percentages are different. And so you'll have people that be like, well, this school's giving me this one. So this school should be the same. No, schools are different. It's it's a different entity. And so there is no regulation on how things are shown, how things are replied, how things are given in regards to the responses. And so that's one thing that we provide is looking off the offer letters that the schools provide the students and we'll let you know, hey, it's a good offer or no, let's look at appealing. And if you listen to the episode last week, I did talk a little bit about the appeal process. Um, and so that will be something that I'll talk about at a later time, a later episode. Um, but when it comes to schools, leverage it to your best ability. And so when we tell families and students, look to six to seven schools, have that safety net school, have the reach school, the dream school, because you never know. You might assume that your student really wants to go to Harvard, but you're looking and you're like, it's too expensive. With Harvard, the last I had looked, their endowment fund is, it was $20 billion. And so with the endowment fund, that's where the money is coming from to be able to pull the student and the offers that are given. And so you may look and say, oh, Harvard's very expensive, but you could really throw a wrench into your students' plans because maybe they're driven and they have what Harvard's looking for, but if you're like, no, it's too expensive, let's not even apply, you never know. If you don't ask, the answer is always gonna be no. But if you ask, the answer could be yes, the answer could be no, you just never know. Um, and so you have that reach school, that dream school, you have the safety school on the bottom, and then you have schools in between. And the thing is, when you're thinking about schools, the student has to make the most informed decision for what environment is going to fit them best. So that's something to think about when you're looking at schools, you need to go do campus tours. There's a couple individuals to speak to, and that's stuff that we discuss. Um, but there are different things because when you go to these campus tours and the two specific individuals that you should be talking to, they want to hear from the students. That student is the one that's going to be going to the college, to the community. The parents aren't going to be going to the school, but parents want to give their input. Sorry about this, but the schools are looking at your kid. They want to hear from your kid. They want to see what your kid is going to bring to their community. Because like I said, your student is an investment by the college. It's an asset that the college is looking at, a return on their investment. And so, like I said, look to six to seven schools. From my experience, I went to college before I joined the military. Um, only applied to one school. And I was like, that's the only school I'm going to. Had I known this information, it would have been a little bit different. But I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I want to go to school and then went through and it really wasn't for me. I wasn't ready for it. And so decided to join the military and then use my post 9-11 benefits, went back to school, got my degrees and my benefits. But that's the thing. Sometimes your student may not be ready for college. Maybe they need that year break between high school and college. And so this is where the support comes in. But if colleges are out six to seven schools, because you don't know what you don't know. 
And like I said, the schools will compete against each other. And so use that as leverage. And so that's something that you can look at the offers and say, okay, this school is my third choice, but they're giving me the best funding package. But like I said, you don't know if that's the best funding package or not. Schools, colleges will lowball you as a family because it is a business. So if they can save more money and throw that money at another student, because ultimately to get the student to come, amenities are nice, but it's the money that you can get because that is, if it's come from the school itself, scholarships, grants, anything like that, that is powerful because that's free money. And as long as your student does what they need to, you don't have to worry about paying it back. But if you can get the most money from the schools, that's free money, that's going to reduce how much you're potentially having to pay out of pocket. So one story, we had a student, they applied to six to seven schools and the schools look at the student as a whole person. They're looking at the academic aspect. They're looking at the social aspect of what the student's doing, giving back. And then they're looking at the financial piece. This student had a 4.5 GPA, was doing community work, taking on college level classes, AP level courses, applied to a school. And the school came back with an offer of nothing. And so the thing that we run into is if we're working with a family and the school does not give us a leg to stand on, it's hard to appeal. But luckily, the student didn't bank on, oh, I've got everything. I know they're going to bring me in. They didn't bank on that. So they applied to six other schools and gave them that safety net that if a school came back and said, we really don't want you because you don't know the program that the student was looking at getting into may have been full. And so the way to deter a student from going to that school is not giving an offer, not giving money. And so that's why it comes into play of leveraging, leveraging the schools against each other because they do compete. They are looking for the best of the best. And I think I had spoken on this last week, but I'm not for sure if I didn't. Schools do tier students. They tier students that they really love. They'll tier students to those that they like and then those that they really don't want. But they have to fill the seats. They're looking for diversity. So you just never know where your student falls in this tier system with the schools of what they're looking at. And so that's the power of leverage. And like I said, it's also one of the things that we provide is as you are getting these offer letters from the school, we can take a look for you as a family and let you know if it's a good offer or if it's a bad offer. And if it's a bad offer, let's look at appealing. And like I uh, spoke on it last week, in last week's episode, nine out of 10 families do not appeal what they're given. They just take what the colleges offer and run with it. The one out of 10 families that do appeal, 90% of the time will get more monies given to them through a um, updated offer letter. And so that's one of the many things that we provide families. And so my biggest thing when it comes to this college planning piece is making sure that the students and the family is making the most informed decision, but also that they are getting the best offer from the school that the school is willing to provide and just making sure that the student feels comfortable. Like I said, every choice you make in life has consequences, good or bad. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um, for myself, I'm just a, uh, a coach, pretty much a coach in this planning process for the student and the family. 
helping them give them mentorship, being somebody there that they can springboard ideas off of. But ultimately, the student has to make that final determination. And that's why I said for parents, you have to support your kids. You can't live through your kids vicariously. You've got to let them make the decision. You can you can give your input and whatnot, but understand your kid has to make this decision and they're going to have to live with it. So just something to consider. Um, and that's the idea of leveraging when it comes in the regards of planning. Thank you guys for your time. I look forward to uh, recording the next episode next week. If you have any questions, I will put the link or not the link. I will put the email address that you can reach out to me on. And that's something that's available. You can reach out, ask any questions. Um, and I do work with families one-on-one -on -one through a consultant aspect, but coaching piece and whatnot. So if you have any questions, I can answer the top level questions. But if we start getting deeper and deeper, then that's something that it comes into play of, okay, you guys are asking these questions, love to help you out, but you've got to understand the power of it. So other than that, thank you guys for your time. I will catch you guys later. All right. Peace.